So today's big question is, who should be earning in a relationship? Today I share with you one of my biggest trauma patterns, how it's showed up in the last 24 hours and how I'm struggling to handle it. My name is Jonah Wosu and welcome to the Second Chances podcast, a love journey in black and white. So here's a very quick story about not earning. I've been earning since I was 18 years old. I've always worked, I've always brought money to the table, let's put it that way. But this year, um, early on in the year, I decided I, I was tired, I was exhausted. I needed to take a break. And Davide, being the supportive partner that he is, was like, do it, go for it. So I've spent the entire summer not doing much at all, um, traveling, relaxing, and just really focusing on myself, a lot of self-care. Sure, I had two surgeries in the summer, but still, um, I just spent the entire summer really just chilling with myself and focusing on my personal development, on my self-growth, and beautiful things like that. And it showed, everybody could tell, everyone said to me, Joan, you're glowing more than ever. Because, of course, yes, I was taking care of myself. And so this last few months have been very blissful for me. I don't think I've ever enjoyed my life the way I have in the last few months. And then, without warning, yesterday, I hear the dreaded words said to me by Davide. Maybe it's time for you to go back to work. Oh, my God. Even though I had the exact same thought just the day before. Just the day before I woke up thinking, "Mm, Joan, you've had a good summer. It's been great. Maybe you should go back to work. But the fact that the words were coming out of his mouth, alarm bells. All my internal alarms went off. I went back to my old pattern of thinking. He doesn't love me. He's going to abandon me. I'm not worthy of being taken care of. And all the other stories that I had told myself in the past that have always led me to self-sabotaging my relationships. Good thing he's away. So I spent last night on my own, pretty much wide awake. And I kept processing the conversation I'd had with him. It wasn't a fight. It was a, he said what he had to say. And I said, okay, you know, fine. Think about it. But I spent the whole night really, really troubled, wondering what that meant. And then this morning when I woke up, well, I was still awake, but when I opened my eyes and decided to sit up, it dawned on me that I was looking at this through the lens of my old patterns, my old habits, my old beliefs about relationships, my old conditionings, my old inner trauma. I had to look at things for what they really were. So I spent some time doing some sober reflections. So let me tell you a bit about what happened to me in the last five months of not working. For the first time in my life, I understood what it means to lean on a man. Wow, what a privilege. You see, I've been studying feminine energy for so long and trying to become the divine feminine and live that every day. But not being an earner, was definitely for me the quickest way to go into that mindset. I settled into it so naturally. You would think I've been doing this all my life. It felt so comfortable, so relaxing. It felt like this is where I am meant to be. 
where I wasn't the provider, I wasn't this alpha female who was this go-getter, who was this boss lady in the office. No, I was being taken care of. I was being provided for. My every single need was being met. What an honor to have experienced that and to learn that lesson. So that was my first lesson, learning why I wasn't an earner and what it did for me. The second thing that I realized about myself was I actually enjoy taking care of the home. Like I would think about, okay, what are we going to do today? What are we going to have for dinner? Um, Little treats around the house and just make sure that it's a welcoming place for when Davide gets back home from work. And I actually enjoyed it. These were things that used to be very painful for me before because I'm like, I'm working. I don't have time for this. (laughs) Who could relate? Like you don't want to go to work, you're stressed out of work and then you come back home and you're thinking about, oh, we're going to light some incense or some candles. Like, please, it's like I want to just crawl into bed and sleep. So that was the second thing I discovered about myself, that I'm actually more domesticated than I thought I was. What an honor and a privilege to have had the opportunity to discover that about myself. The third thing that I really benefited from not being an earner was it gave me time and space to not worry about money, but now to be able to really think about my greater purpose. I've always known what my purpose is um, to some extent, but being able to give time to it and focus on it without any pressure, priceless. What an honor and privilege to have been able to do that. Many people don't get to do that. And so even though I'm still stubbornly not so happy with the news that was laid on me, but I'm grateful for what I've been able to uncover, discover, and achieve in the last few months of not being an earner. For the first time, I'm not defined or or judged by how much I make or how much money I bring to the table. Now I know for sure that there's so much else I bring to the table that has nothing to do with money. And so I looked at the situation a little bit differently, using an attitude of gratitude and really being grateful and thankful for what I've been able to experience in the last five months. And now I could think about it and look at it more objectively. The reality is we live in North America. Prices are off the roof. Everything is so expensive. We're still maintaining two households. That's a lot of thousands of dollars a month just to maintain the household, two households. That's the reality. So as much as I've enjoyed being this stay-at-home woman, the reality is we have to look at our financial status. And the fact that he was saying to me, go back to work, is not that he doesn't want to be provider. It doesn't mean that he doesn't want to be the primary provider. But he has been trying. He has looked at several ways to make additional money. He's been willing to go over and beyond to sacrifice so much just to make sure that I'm okay. So the fact that he wants me to go back to work, it's not about him wanting to be mean to me or not wanting to be the man in my life. But now I understand what it means by the woman is a helpmate. Here he is, not directly asking for help because his ego probably not let him do that. But I know that if he could handle it all on his own, without a shadow of doubt he would. 
And so I get it. I have more clarity this morning than I did when I tried to go to bed last night unsuccessfully. I was mad because I thought, okay, the patterns are about to repeat itself. It's all about my money. Everybody wants my money. Now that I have no money, I'm useless. He doesn't love me anymore. He wants to abandon me. I was ready to run because I'm a runner. I break up with people before they even think of, should I break up? I'm gone. Because those are the patterns that I have. The healings that I've been working on for years. But yes, they do show up. But how I handle it is I try to not react too much. Take a deep breath, do some meditation, and then try to look at it differently and see if I can. So even though, yes, I'm sitting here honestly with with you this morning and telling you that I still don't like it. I still don't want to do certain kinds of jobs (laughs) because I'm human. But I do understand where he's coming from. And I do know what needs to be done. Do I want to do it? The answer is still no. So, what demons are you still battling with? What old patterns still show up, are still triggered when certain things happen to you in your relationship? How do you react? Are you able to sit objectively and really look at it for what it is? Or are emotions just so high that the old stories just show up and you believe them? The old stories are not you. They're a part of you that no longer exist. What are you struggling with today? What patterns are you still struggling with? So, I ask you today, what should Joan do? (laughs) What do you think I should do? Let me know. I'll create a question, a Q&A. Let me know what you think I should do. I know what I should do and what I don't want to do. (laughs) But let me hear from you. I'd love to hear from you. What do you think I should do? Thank you for listening to today's episode on the Second Chances podcast a love journey in black and white. Till next time, sending you love and light. Signing out, Joan.